up, what up? It's her pill to keep it chill podcast. How's everybody doing? How y'all feeling? How you living? I'm doing good. Still no baby, but baby should be coming soon. Any day now. Well, really, we got five days, but any day now. But, uh, man, like I just, I've been thinking a lot about trauma and. I'm kind of always thinking about drama, to be honest with you, like, because I'm always trying to heal from something or let something go or move on from something. But I, I just I have a hard time with snakish people, man. Like, for some reason, that's just one of the things that grinds my gears. And I can't, like, I've had people be snakes to me, but I'm saying it bothers me more when it happens to my family members for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Like, I almost want to be like Batman and just get revenge. <laughs> like, I, I take that very seriously, man. Like, I don't like seeing people do other people wrong. And it, maybe it don't bother me is because if I'm being done wrong, I don't see it. You know, but when I see somebody else being done wrong, it, it bothers me deeply. <clears throat> so bad. But, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. And, you know, these people... You know, these family members, they either can move on from it or deal with it. You know what I mean? But I take it more personal than they do. You know, because it's like, dang, they did that? Like, what? Like, I just, I don't rock like that, man. I don't like snakes. I'm telling you. But it's just, it's, tra- it's traumatic, you know? And I think it stems from seeing something happen to one of my family members and I was like right there when it happened. That's PTSD for a young man to see that and see the outcome of that and losing somebody that you loved, you know, while they was doing dirt on you. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's harsh. That's cold, man. And I, you know, and that's why I, I choose to be the type of man that I am because there's nobody worth losing that. Like, there's nobody worth losing everything that you work so hard to build. Like, here I am. I just said on Sunday, my, my, my in-laws, my family, they celebrated me and the type of man that I am. And my mother-in-law is like, I'm so happy the type of man that my daughter has. And I wish I could clone you for this daughter and this daughter and this daughter. And I was like, no, don't do that. Don't say that. You know, like, I ain't perfect. And I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be a good representation for my children. I'm trying to be the best man that I can be because I learned early on the type of man that I don't want to be because I saw it in too many people that I grew up around. Too many people that I looked up to. And it's like once you hit an age where like adolescence pretty much where you start to come into your mind, it's like, man, I don't respect you. I don't look up to you no more. So when you when you become a young man and you really need somebody to identify with, somebody to acknowledge, you know, kind of admire, I don't I don't have that. So I had to create an image like I would just take bits and pieces from people that I admired, whether it was a, a movie or, you know, somebody that I respected or I uh, idolized at the time when I was younger. You know what I mean? Whether it was a ball player or something, just something about somebody that I that I admired. I would take these little things and just implement it. You know? I always talk about like 
Darius Love Hall from uh, Love Jones, like the way he was. And I wanted to be the poet. I wanted to be that Renaissance type dude. You know what I mean? Like, just a ladies' man and educated, focus on my future, trying to be a good man. You know what I mean? Like, and I would get that from like uh, my favorite R&B group, probably of all time. But definitely when I was younger was H Town, and they was always talking about like treating your lady right. And I'm not saying the artists actually did. I'm saying the music that they put out was treat your lady right, do do good things for your lady, love your woman, respect. You know what I mean? Like that's what I tried to implement in my life. And that's the type of man that I wanted to be. That's the type of man that I am. You know what I mean? Am I perfect? No. You know, but I'm trying to be, if if being close to perfect is a thing, that's definitely where I'm trying to be. Nobody's perfect. And I'm not trying to aim to be perfect. I'm just saying I'm trying to be the best possible person that I can be. And nobody can take that away from me or say anything about it. Because if you're not, if you're not putting forth the effort, then... You know, I don't, I don't need nobody's validation. I know what I'm trying to be, and I know the type of man that I'm trying to become. I'm still growing. I'm still an unfinished product. I'm still growing. I'm only 32 now. You know, but I got, I got girls watching me. I got a son watching me. You know, I got my kid. My kids is watching me, so I got to continue to be a good man for, for them to see and to look up to you know and as a father i want my daughters to see like i love this about my father my father was this kind of man and and i'm setting the bar because if there ain't gonna be a man you ain't gonna be no stupid thugs walking in my house talking about what up bro pump you in your mouth <laughs> when i'm of you know when they of age and my kids is dating and they talking about what's up bro get that fool out my house you know, my son going to be just like me. I'm going to make sure he's going to be a stand-up man like me. As a father, that's my job. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, being a parent is hard, but being a person is even is hard, too. Because it's like, you. I, I just been thinking a lot about things of the past and, you know, what can I grow from? What do I need to let go? What needs to shed? Because... Every season is a season, really. Like, every day I'm constantly trying to grow from something. Like, whether it's some of the past that I haven't let go that I still feel bitter or anger or frustration, you know? Like, I used to always want closure from people of my past, whether it was old friends or ex-girlfriends or, you know, just peers or something that happened. It's like, but do I really need, do I really want closure from these people that, you know, I'm, I'm cold sometimes. And when, when the funniest thing is like with a lot of these people, my ex-girlfriends, like they, everything ends bad to where it's like, we don't ever speak again. Like we, we, it's a bad situation and we just don't ever talk. Like, nobody's like, look, I'm sorry for what I said or what I did. I wish we could, you know, at least end it on that note and be good. It never ends like that. It's always bad. And I've noticed that. And maybe a part of it was me. Definitely I took part in I took. There's part of it is me as well. 
because I feel like at that time in my life, if you were cold to me or if you did something wrong or I felt you were wrong in this situation, I'm going to go off on you because I'm going to tell you how I feel. And I didn't communicate the best possible way. So I was very harsh with a lot of things that I said. And I was very childish in some of the ways that I acted at that time in my life. But with some of my old friends, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if I didn't cut you off, it was like, they would get mad at me for whatever reason. Now this, my hands is clean. I had one home, one homeboy that we were really tight. And then he, his team was a football team that was like rivals with my football team, which I didn't really care about because it's a game. It's not real, you know? And my team beat his team. And he was talking trash to me first. I just started talking back after because I know not to, you know, you don't try to one up on your friends, really. And I know I play my position as a friend because I know, like, oh, I ain't going to try to stun on you or show off because that might rub some people the wrong way. And I've learned that. You know what I mean? Like, I've learned not to showboat. I learned not to be prideful. I learn not to taunt people and stuff like that. Like, even when I play ball, I don't talk trash until people start talking trash to me. And then when people start talking trash to me, you're going to deal with that, the consequences. But with my with my friends, I don't I do not do that at all, you know, but he started talking trash. Oh, your team sucks. And I'm like, oh, no, your team sucks. And they just kept going. And then my team won. I'm like, oh, and you, your team sucks so bad. They can't even do this, blah, blah. And that was it. Never talked to the dude again. And we weren't friends to begin with. If, if a football game was to end a friendship, you know what I mean? And I remember telling him, I said, man, thanks for being my friend, man. Like, you don't meet too many real people. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. Like, when I when I feel like somebody's a real person, I'm going to try to keep it as close as possible. But serpents, man. These people come around, act like they you – know, act like they for you, act like they your friend, or the girls act like they love you so much. And, you know, I know people are people, and we all got something going on. But I'm just saying, I don't seek, I used to seek the closure from these people, but I just don't do it no more. I don't even want friends. And some people might say that's unhealthy, but I prefer to be stress-free. I prefer to keep my peace in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, my my last friend, I mean, we don't speak no more either. We've been cool since we was, uh, what, in eighth grade? That was what? It's been, it's been 14 years since I graduated. So, about 18 years. Yeah, 14 years since I graduated. So we was friends for about 18, 17, 18 years. I haven't talked to him since last year. You know, but I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't consider us not being friends. But when you don't speak to somebody from over here, when you guys was talking at least once or twice every couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't hit him up, but I was the last one to hit him up. But he he just went on some different journey in life, and that's cool. I don't have a problem with it, but it's like, you know, I've always been a supportive friend. I gave my life to the Lord. I was trying to, you know, be uh, 
be of good faith and not necessarily lecture him about the Lord, but just try to extend the gesture. Like maybe, maybe it's time to give your life to the Lord, but he rejected. You know, the only time I would hear from him is when it was like, man, this girl did this and yo, bro, this girl did this and this drama, this drama, this drama. It's like, and to keep in touch with these people, you almost have to have something dramatic going on or I would make something that wasn't bad, make it worse just to be able to keep a conversation with this dude. You know, I'm downplaying my happiness to keep, you know, a friendship alive. And a lot of people that were around me at this time, it's like, even not this time, but just in my life, when I was going through my worst, that's when everybody came around me. And this is a spiritual battle that we live in. So I know now that I know I'm a lot wiser now and I'm, you know, I've been living for the Lord for seven years, but you know, when I reflect and I look back, I'm like, these people was extracting my energy. These people was extracting my spirit, you know, my light was sucking it out of me. Really? You know what I mean? Like they was extracting all of my light out of me, making me a darker person, making me more angry and bitter and frustrated and depressed. Everybody, everybody that I could think of, man, from my first girlfriend down to my last homeboy, like, that, and that's the God honest truth. Because I've never done anything to any of these people. I was very respectful to all of these people, the girlfriends, the friends, my peers, like all these people. I never did anything to nobody. Like, I don't disrespect you. I just said, if you respect me, I respect you. If you treat me right, I treat you right. So my, my nature isn't to be an asshole. My nature isn't to be mean. I'm a very kind person. You know, but when you provoke me and make me upset, then I might say things. You know, I never would react on people like that. But these type of people, I realized I don't want your closure. What I did was a couple of years ago, I reached out to a couple of people that I thought I needed closure from. A couple, way back, a couple of years back. Um, I reached out and I was like, look, I apologize if I hurt you, if I said anything, if I did anything. Um... I'll give you the opportunity to tell me if I did anything wrong. Um, and that's it. Hands clean. That's it. You know, and that was that. But I didn't want anything from them. I didn't need anything. I really made the end of the story the way I wanted to because I was so angry, maybe bitter. Maybe I was seeking closure from these people that I just said, you know what? In order for me to heal, I have to put the end of this chapter to bed myself. Because me waiting for somebody to say, Herb, I'm so sorry the way I treated you. Or, Herb, I'm sorry, bro, for the way, you know, our friendship ended. I shouldn't have got mad at you for my team getting beat. <laughs> or I shouldn't have get mad. I shouldn't have got mad at you for uh, trying to excel. And because I was sitting around collecting money from unemployment, you know what I mean? I saw you progressing in life and I got mad. I saw you move state and I got mad. I started hating on you. You know, like, I shouldn't have been talking about you on the internet when everything I said was wrong. But that's, these people went above and beyond to try to take something from me. You know what I mean? They went above and beyond to try to extract my joy, my spirit, my love, my peace, sound mind, everything. So that's why I say I don't need friends. I prefer to not be close with anybody because 
when you don't have anybody as a friend, you kind of keep your you keep your peace. Like I stay strong that way. And it's not a negative thing that I don't have no friends. I'm good with it. My mama do it. You know, my mom always say I could do bad by myself. Like I don't need nobody around me that that don't give a damn. I don't want you around me if you don't give a damn. I got kids, you know what I mean? My kids care, my wife care. You know, my family cares sometimes, maybe. You know? But I don't I don't need, you know, people around to just extract your energy. And and with with my former friend, like what happened was he got into something that's definitely opposed to what I'm living. And that's where that separation came from. You know, not, not to mention, I already had decided I'm not going to downplay my happiness no more for nobody. You know, I grew up in a very negative uh, upbringing. So to grow from that and not be negative, it definitely rubs people the wrong way when you, you know, when they see who you were, or how you were, or they know how you was and they now see who you are. It rubs them the wrong way because it's like, who? how dare you try to grow? How dare you try to be better than what you are or what you were? How dare you think that you're better than what you came from? And it's like, no, I don't think I'm I don't think nothing of myself. I just think that I'm better than the type of man. The type of man that I was is not the type of man that I want to be. And the type of man that I want to be is the type of man that I need to be to grow. I can't grow being who I was. So, you know, that rubs people the wrong way, but that's also trauma, you know, because sometimes I be thinking like, man, I I don't, I don't necessarily think that I'm a bad person, but I'm like, damn, did I do something wrong? Because I don't like hurting people. I don't like making people mad. I don't like people not liking me, especially for no reason. I'll be like, damn, what did I, what did I be doing to people for people to get mad or not like me? You know, it bothers me. That does bother me. I'm not going to lie, but. I be trying to figure it out, and it's like, I just see all these people like, her, man, you're a good brother, man. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. And then the people that I call a friend, they don't see it that way. Like, it's like some hidden motives. I'm like, what did I do, though? Like, if I did something wrong, tell me what I did wrong. So, <coughs> excuse me. Tell me what I did wrong so I can learn from it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about growth, and if I can't grow, then... My job here is done, you know, and life is the room and the biggest room in the world is the room for growth. So if I if I can't grow no more in my life, then I'm done here. My my mission is accomplished and I ain't nowhere near it. So, you know, until the Lord tell me it's over and then it's over. But, you know, for me, I'm just trying to be the best man that I could possibly be. That's it. You know, and. Like I said before, with my father, when my father passed, I took his death and I honored him by, you know, obviously I grieved and, but I decided to honor him by trying to be a better man than he was. So my life is bigger than just Herb's life. My life is bigger than just trying to be perfect because I'm not. My life is bigger than just trying to make people like me because I don't care if you don't like me no more. I don't care if you hate me. You know, like I said, all these people that I've had issues with in the past, whether they were my ex-girlfriends or, you know, girls that I liked really, you know, a lot or girls that I loved or my, my, my best friend or people that I considered a really good friend or a homeboy or whatever. Like, if we don't speak, we don't speak for a reason because we wouldn't be speaking today.
So based on the man that I am today, I, I wouldn't allow myself to speak to these people. And my wife, even like when I tell them about these people, she's like, how the hell were you around these people? I'm like, I don't know. So maybe that was a character judgment on my behalf. I didn't see it. But all these people are serpents. And that's why I don't want serpents around me. I don't want, you know, people that are crafty around me. Because I'm telling you, they try to eat at your life. They eat away at your life. They take away your legs so you can't grow, you know, to try to keep you down with them. Not necessarily the crab in the bucket mentality, but just more so spiritually. Like, these people just eat at your legs. They chip away at your bones so you can't grow. Like, you got to, it's almost like Tetris. But instead of playing from the top, they playing from the bottom. Like, they trying to connect pieces from the bottom to make you keep dropping. That's the analogy I have for them. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I got. But, um... But really, that's how it is. It's like it's just chopping you down at your legs. So you just you think you're growing, but they're bringing you down. And that's what I mean when these people are like extracting your energy, sucking the life out of you. That's what it is like. You know, you think you're cool with somebody and these crafty ones just come around when you are at your wits end. And, and they befriend you. I mean, all of them, I swear to God. When I was just down and out, it's like this girl comes around. When I'm down and out, this friend comes around. Break up with that girl. I'm down on my luck. Down on my luck. This friend comes around. This old friend comes around. This girl comes around. And it's like they just extract it out of you. You got plans in life, and this, this girl comes and places herself in your life because I wasn't very wise yet at that time like i didn't want to be with nobody but this girl was like she told me everything i needed to hear everything i wanted to see, everything i wanted to hear you know she was a good looking female she placed her she placed herself in my life and was like i'm gonna be your girl and i was like oh okay so i just went with it and she was she just extracted life out of me that's all she was that's all she was just extracting my life, just taking away my spirit, diminishing my light. And when you got a lot of light in this world, I'm telling you, you're going to attract the negative people, the bad people, the, the crazy ones. The ones that gain power or energy by taking it out of you. You know what I mean? Like, I remember uh, one of my old friends. We was we was cool in, in like seventh grade, eighth grade, but we always had issues. And I didn't really like him. I didn't really care for him. But I remember I broke up with like my first girlfriend. He came he came around like right then and there. Like when our relationship was over and we actually had uh, issues because of um, this girl. Because I remember when I started dating her, he messages, he messages her. It was like, what's up, honey? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why. I don't remember if he said honey. I know it was something sweet that he said. Sugar. What's up, sugar? Honey, whatever. Something like that. He's like, what's up, honey? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what he said, but I was like, why are you messaging my girl? He's like, I was trying to get to you. I'll say, well, I have a MySpace page. You can just message me. Why are you messaging my girl who I just started dating two weeks ago? Talking about what's up, honey? 
you know what you're doing. You know she dated me. You trying to bark up the wrong tree. And then you say, if you feeling froggy, then leap. And I never saw him again. I ain't see him anyway. I was talking to him, but I never heard from him again. Till um like five years later. And he was like, Hey man, I'm sorry about the past, man. I'm trying to be a bigger person, man. We was friends and blah blah and I, I didn't want to be cool with him. I was like, all right, yeah, I appreciate it. He's like, hey, man, let's hang out. Let's go bowling. And I was like, all right. So we went bowling. We met up. We kicked it. We was cool. Everything was cool. We started hanging out more. And like I said, I was at kind of at the end of this relationship with this girl. We was on and off, you know. And um, when I'm down and out, there he was. He said, hey, man, come on. Let's play games and stuff. And. I just be telling them stuff like, man, I don't know, man, this girl, I love her, but blah, blah, she's killing me and just messing with my head. I just, I'm losing my mind. I'm depressed right now. This is when I was kind of going through my phase where I was feeling like I wanted to take my life. So everybody that was around at that time that was like extracting my energy, I swear it was like, it was just pushing me closer to do something that I didn't want to do. And I really felt that way. I was trying to be strong. You know what I mean? Like, I was really trying. And um, I just remember, like, when me and this dude stopped being cool, what happened was, I remember he was like, hey, man, you got clippers? Can you cut my hair? And I was like, yeah. I don't know how to cut, but I know how to, I can do a fade. And he's like, all right, that's cool. So I went over his house. I cut his hair. He's like, you can park here. So I parked there, cut his hair. And I was leaving, and then my car was gone. And I didn't know where my car was. I was like, somebody stole my car. Somebody towed my car. So he was like, hey, man, you can just stay here tonight, and we'll try to figure it out in the morning. I said, like, all right, cool. And he's like, yeah, and I'll, I'll help you get your car back because I feel like it's my fault. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the next morning, I figured out my car had been towed from the neighborhood tow truck because they said I parked in the wrong spot or something. So, I got the money to go get it. So, I go get it automatically, and they're like, yeah, your tags are expired or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll go get them fixed. So, they let me get the car with an IOU. Not an IOU, but with like a, like a warning. So, I get the car. You know, I'm doing what I'm doing and hanging out and all that stuff. And then... Um, I never even asked my, I never asked him for the money yet because I was like, I, I automatically knew that he knew that what he said. So when, you know, when it comes to money, you don't be like, Hey man, what about that money? You said you was going to give me, I just spent $300 pretty much to cut your hair for, for 20 bucks. You know what I mean? You got the money. Like you got the money and like, I shouldn't have to ask you for the money that you say he's going to give me. So, couple maybe a couple weeks later, my cousin was like, "Hey Herb, do you want to come to Seattle?" This is around Easter. She was like, "Do you want to come come to Seattle to uh, to see how it is? I, I see you going through a lot out there. I'm just trying to see if you want to get away for a while." And I was like, "Hell yeah! I never left state. This is the first time being on a plane." So she was like, "All right, I'll buy your ticket. You'll come out here in a week." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So, um, so I go hang out with them like once or twice before we leave, play games and stuff. And, um, um, 
I'm like, hey, man, you got that $200 that you say he's going to, you know, give me to get my car? And he was like, he just looked at me like I was wrong. I'm like, hey, you said it. Because I wouldn't have asked you for nothing. You the one that said, yeah, I'll give you $200, man. I feel like it's my fault. Right? So if I'm wrong for asking for the money he said he's going to get for me to come over to cut his hair and for him to tell me to park in that spot, then I'm wrong. But um, he gives me the money, but, it, you know, it was clearly some animosity, so I'm trying to figure it out. I was, like, even contemplating just giving the money back. But I needed that money to go to, you know, for my bags and stuff for uh, the plane. And just I'm going to be out there for, like, a week, so I just needed the money. And, um... I go, I go to Seattle, I come back with, you know, with my cousin that took care of me. I'm 20 years old. I just had a birthday. Well, I wasn't even 20 yet. It was like, no, I was 20. I was 20. But I was out there. My cousin bought me a couple outfits and stuff. She's like, yeah, I just want you to enjoy it. She's like, what do you think about coming out here, going to school, getting a job, and you can stay with me? She had a big old house. I was like, yeah, I'm down for that. So she said, whenever you're ready, just come on back. So I go there, do all that, come back home, you know, I must have smelled like new money or something, but just because I had a almost a new sense of life because I'm like, all right, maybe I'm about to get out of here. Maybe I'm finally getting out of Alaska to start something new. And I think people could probably smell that on me like, oh, he's not depressed anymore. He's not down and out. He has a light in his eyes. What the hell? What's going on? So he, he just, my, my friend, he just wasn't feeling me after that. He was kind of like, like, just it was definitely some animosity, but I'm thinking it's just because the money. It ain't because it wasn't just the money. You know what I mean? Like, because I was growing. I was trying to figure it out. And at this point, you couldn't chop my legs down no more. You couldn't eat away at my feet to break me down because I, I was moving in a different light, and I was like, all right, this is finally my way out of here. You know, and um, when I left, I moved uh, down to Seattle in June. This is April. May, a couple months, I didn't hang out with him. I didn't really even talk to him no more. It was kind of like, what's up, man, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't go over there. You know, I didn't hang out with him, nothing. And um, I moved, and then I remember this this big, big girl was on my MySpace page. And I don't know how she got on my page, but she was on my page. She lived in Seattle. She must have saw me or added me or when I said I was in Seattle or something like that, um, she befriended me on MySpace. And she's on my page. And also my ex-girlfriend, the one that kind of placed herself as my girl, she was on my page too. And, you know, I liked her, you know. But this other girl, I didn't know who she was. I didn't even know how she got on my page because I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. I, I don't really talk to white girls like that, so. Big, big, she was a big old white girl too, but no, you know, no, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know the word. I'm not saying, oh, cause she white and I ain't like her. I was just saying like, she just wasn't my type. I wasn't attracted to her, but she's on my page trying to holler at me and all that. And then what's weird was I'm, when I finally moved down there. Like, this girl started messaging me. She's like, hey, uh, you know some dude named Mace? I was like, no. Why? She's like, he's been talking mess about you. I'm like, who's Mace? 
So I said, can you send me a picture? She screenshotted the messages, him talking hell of mess about me. And I'm like, the hell is this? So I look it up. Who is it? The dude that I said was my friend, you know? Like, calling me all kinds of names, saying this dude's suicidal and weak and all this, just talking all this trash. But it's like, yo, what I was saying at that point in time was how I was feeling. Like, I was very vulnerable with people around that time because I'm honest. Like, if I feel some type of way, I'm going to tell it. Did I do it? No. You know what I mean? Nobody can say nothing about me that I haven't said about myself. I was weak. I was feeling suicidal. I was depressed as hell. You know, and I allowed people to control my mind and I allowed, you know, a female that I loved and cared for dearly to to mess with my head so bad. You know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not I definitely decided after that point to not trust nobody because this dude took a lot of the things that I felt just to talk mess about me to other people to make itself feel better. So I just said, you know what? When I come back to Alaska, I'm gonna whoop your ass like and he and when I told him that he knew Oh, I'm busted. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I'm going to tell your girl you talking to other females. Because that was the thing he did. I could have put him out on blast, but I didn't. You know what I mean? He would talk to all these big, fat, white girls and try to get stuff out of them. And I, you know, like I said, I don't like snakes. Now, when I talk about snakes and how snakes can be a snake to their female, and I'm just the friend, why couldn't they be a snake to me? That's what I'm referring to. You know what I mean? Like, people like that, just wicked, man. But everybody that I've been friends with, everybody that I, not everybody that I dated, but a lot of these girls that I dated, not all of them. I'll say about 80% of them. Just extracting energy, man. And these people create more trauma for you in your life, so this point i don't need your i don't need no closure from you i don't want no closure from you i'm healed i'm good i don't need it keep your validation keep your words keep your evenness and your stupid ass closure over there where you at because i'm good i've been good i'm just talking now but i'm just saying like that's how i feel like i'm, I'm standing on the mountaintop right now beating on my chest because i don't need it no more I used to, but I'm good. I'm at peace with everything. And if you ain't got peace with me, then the hell with you. Peace out.